This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. David Eichholz, Sean Balk, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of 24-7 Sports Network, here with some instant reaction to Iowa securing a commitment from three-star athletes. Alex Moda. Sean, you spoke with Moda yesterday. Really talk about recruiting in general, how wild it can be and a roller coaster it can be. And this is one that I think you and I thought after yesterday that Alex was going to take his visits. Um, he was really kind of not slow playing the process, but he was really taking his time to evaluate everything. And then you received some word this morning that some news could potentially happen and end up coming to fruition. Iowa's hot start in the 2023 class uh, just continues to go. Yeah, yeah, like you said, David, um, recruiting can change on a dime for sure. It was pretty pretty crazy when I got that text this morning when I was waking up. I uh, didn't think anything of it at first, went back to bed because, you know, I need, to, I need some sleep. And, you know, I got another text saying, you know, he's going to commit this morning. I was like, whoa, like, and I was like, where? He's like, then the source said Iowa. And I was like, oh, man, like that really changed from where things were at yesterday um, from what I told people. But, yeah, I went to, I went to Marion yesterday to check in with Moda, some of the coaches there. And, you know, Moda, you know, he's hard to read a lot during his recruitment. He was a pretty tough guy to got to crack. And, you know, you always kind of felt the in-state schools were the favorite, Iowa State. I mean, like I said yesterday, looked to be the favorite at that point. You know, they have Nate Shieldhouse, a wide receiver coach, who's done a great job. Matt Campbell is the first one to be on him and, you know, really show that strong interest. And that was a real that was a real thing in, their, in his recruitment. And the wide receiver position was – you know, the selling point for a lot of things. And, you know, at the beginning, it looked like Iowa was more selling the the defensive back role as kind of a cornerback. And, you know, I thought Alex, I think that's where I thought his potential would be the biggest um, when he's playing on Saturdays. But, you know, it started to switch in the last month or so where Iowa really started to talk about playing wide receiver as a slot guy. And that's what Moda wanted to play. And that's where it kind of seemed to be trending the last, in the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, I mean, like I said before, you know, the, some of the people I talked to yesterday felt really confident about Iowa State and, you know, where they were at with him. And Moda told me straight up, too, that, you know, he wanted to take things into the summer and take some official visits. Wisconsin was coming on strong as well. Um, but, you know, it was going to be tough to sell Iowa and Iowa State. So, um, you know, it's a really good win for Iowa. You know, you talk about the defensive back class from the last class. You know, I don't think Iowa is going to go super heavy in the defensive backfield in this 2023 class. So putting a guy at Moda, like Moda at wide receiver that can come in and, you know, potentially be the replacement for Arlen Bruce in a couple of years is, is really, is really intriguing because, you know, while I don't think Moda is as good as in space right now, I think, you know, you talk about his athleticism, you talk about his speed, you know, his track numbers, all that sort of stuff that can translate well to the next level. And, you know, once he gets more accustomed to wide receiver and playing that position, you know, in seven on seven and next year too, you know, he's going to be able to play in space more. He's going to be playing outside linebacker instead of safety for Mary. He's also going to be playing running back instead of quarterback next year for Mary. So that'll be, you know, get him working on space and, you know, making those moves and, um, you know, just gain accustomed to doing different things on offense, which will really benefit him at the next level. 
No, for sure. And I know our, you know, Alan True, our Midwest recruiting analyst said that Alex Moda is a guy that when seven on seven really starts kicking into high gear, that Moda can challenge for that fourth, fourth star. I mean, I think, like you said, there's a lot of athletic prowess there. And you talk about just a complete football player. I think that's also an intriguing thing as well. He hasn't been locked down to one position. We see those multi-positional guys usually translate very well uh, to Iowa. I mean, you think about Arlen Bruce. I mean, you mentioned him already, but Arlen was a wildcat quarterback for a lot through high school, then switched to kind of that running back wide receiver hybrid uh, when he transferred to Ankeny for his senior year. So not that that's a, the best comparison in the world, but I do think that there are some similarities there. I think Moda, six foot one, 175, will need to continue to put on a little bit more weight. But I mean, I like the pickup, obviously, Sean. You talk about a talented 2023 in-state class, Iowa continuing to really lock that down despite Iowa State still generating some headlines. Um, and you, you talk about Iowa trying to build a Big Ten championship contender with, you know, the recruiting and all of that. And Iowa's recruiting, I think, has been better and better over the last couple of years. And can you give Kirk and Tyler Barnes and that staff a lot of credit? But Iowa always prioritizes locking down that in-state talent. And they're already off to another hot start uh, in 2023. So, again, I like the pick. I know, Sean, there have been some questions about where, where does Iowa sit now with wide receivers now that they've taken – now that they've taken Moda, uh, what, like, for example, one of our questions was, is Iowa going to take Kai Black and slash or Kyler Casper? I want your take on this, but my, my opinion is there's no way they say no to either. I mean, there's zero chance they say no to Kyler Casper. Iowa could be full on everything. And if Kyler wanted to flip or if he committed, they're taking him. I mean, you don't turn down six foot five, 190 pound high four star wide receivers, especially one with such big ties to the University of Iowa. Right. Yeah. And I don't think we have to dive into Casper too much because, you know, it's just a guarantee that mm-hmm. Iowa is going to want him regardless. And yeah, I think Tyler Barnes's tweet today, um, if I'm inferring it correctly, seemed like Iowa's going to go, you know, even harder after the four in-state guys that they've offered to this point in the 2023 class being Caden Proctor, five-star offensive lineman out of Southeast Polk. Yeah. Austin News, Asa Newsom out of Waverly Shell Rock, three-star linebacker. Um, you have Jamison Patton, the three-star defensive back from Des Moines Roosevelt, and then Kai Black, the three-star wide receiver from Urbandale. So, you know, going into Black, I think he's he's one of the guys that Iowa likes a lot. Um, I've always kind of seen him as maybe potentially a flex tight end, but I think, you know, Iowa really likes him in that X receiver role, which I think is a really interesting spot for him and, you know, where he's most comfortable at Urbandale. So, you know, that's going to be a battle too. Um, I think, you know, growing up in Urbandale, you know, being around guys like Alan Lazard growing up, um, Iowa State was once again, you know, one of the first schools to offer him. And, you know, kind of just their emergence at that X receiver position is something that's really standing out to to Kai. And, you know, I think with Moda, you know, you talk about the the Marion's highs to Iowa City, like it's only 30 minutes away. Well, Urbandale's not that far from Ames. And obviously that's not the end yeah. all be all, but you know, Iowa State's got a lot to sell with that X position over the last couple of seasons. You know, in Iowa, Iowa has, you know, some emergence there. Obviously, there was a little bit of a uh, not as much this season, but, you know, it's still something that they can sell with guys like Brandon Smith, um, you know, potentially maybe Brody Brecht um, and whoever emerges at that X position over the next couple of years. But, yeah, I mean, with Black, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I think Iowa and Iowa State are probably going to be the top two going forward. But then I think Minnesota and even Wisconsin, maybe, depending on if he gets up to Madison again, um, will be real players in that recruitment, too. And Joshua Manning's another guy I want to mention um, from Lee Summit uh, down there in Missouri. Not Lee Summit North, but Lee Summit. 
Um, Iowa's offered him. He's coming up to junior day on March 5th. And, you know, if Iowa can get in a good spot with him too, I think that'll make things really interesting. But, you know, I think if I had to guess right now or project right now, I think Kai Black and Tyler Casper would be, would be the top two. Um, and, you know, that's a really good compliment to Alex Moda in the slot because, you know, he, Iowa only took one X receiver in the 2022 class in Jacob Bostic. And I think Bostic has really good potential to be a guy in a couple of years or at least contend for that position. Um, you know, he's not just locked in on the X. I think he could potentially play, you know, where Amir Mir- Smith-Marset played. Yeah. Um, potentially, but you know, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, I think, you know, the focus is going to be X. I think Iowa can grab two more, um, or at least that's what the plan is right now. But I think you really have to like what, what you got with those three options, especially with black and Casper, because those guys seem to be at the top of the board. Taking a look at Iowa's 2023 class rankings right now, Iowa moved up to number 16 in the country following Moda's commitment. And I mean, you look at with where Iowa is right now, Sean, I mean, I think you you need to be really – if you're an Iowa fan, I think you need to be really happy with how they've started off the class. I mean, obviously it helps me. You got Marco Linez at quarterback. He got some – you know, again, you got a couple of really nice prospects in there as well, three in-state kids with at least two of them I feel like could contend for that fourth star. Um, and I think they will later down the line. But, Sean, let's take a look at some of the other – you mentioned some of the in-state guys. Obviously all the attention in the world's on Kane Proctor right now, five-star – Iowa's done a really good job in his recruitment. Jameson Patton, Iowa's done a good job there as well. Uh, but like you said, I think if you're inferring Tyler Barnes' tweet correctly, and I think you are. I mean, Iowa's got three in-state kids looking at at least four more that they, you know, they seem to want. Uh, let's just break down, I guess, moving forward where Iowa's focus is going to be at, specifically on the in-state guys and maybe the timeline of Proctor. Yeah, I mean, Proctor, you know, he's always said that he wants to push things back, kind of similar to what Wonkpa did or Xavier Wonkpa did. Um, before coming to Iowa, push things back into December. I think that's a possibility, but I also think there's there could be potential for it to move up a little bit. I don't know that for certain yet, but I definitely think there is potential for it. Um, and that would put Iowa in a good place. I know Oregon's going to get a visit eventually. Um, there's a couple other schools that might be on the list, but you know, if I had to project right now, I think the in-state options are really going to be tough to turn down for him. Um, and he's a guy I could see, like I said before, maybe maybe ending in the summer, but. We'll see what happens there. But he's definitely a priority. Um, talk about Patton, um, Iowa, Iowa State right now. Um, you know, there are a couple other schools trying to get in, but, you know, I have a hard time seeing, you know, him go elsewhere at this point. Um, Black talked about him earlier. Asa Newsom is a – or Asa, however he's – yeah, Asa is a very interesting recruitment. Obviously, you know, his brother Messiah plays at Nebraska. And, you know, there's a lot of people that consider him to be a Nebraska lean, but I know that Minnesota and Iowa – have really opened his eyes as well. And, you know, it made things interesting there, but I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. The in-state, I mean, there's a couple options too, you know, there's a few guys out, you know, in Northwestern Iowa that are really intriguing athletes that have gotten offers from, you know, the likes of, uh, you know, a couple Mac schools, a couple FCS programs that are really interesting. So, you know, there's, there's guys that around the state that there's talent for sure. Um, I know Iowa would definitely like to, you know, not go national, but, you know, hit on a couple of the out-of-state guys that maybe, yeah. you know, in other cycles they didn't really hit on. And that would make, you know, a really fascinating class and make this one even better. Obviously, you know, Kyler Casper, I would say, is probably the number one target along with, you know, Caden Proctor. I don't yeah. – I think it kind of depends on who you ask because I think Casper, you know, you, you don't get a receiver like with that talent, you know, on your board every day. 
So landing a guy like him would be magnificently big for this class. Um, but yeah, junior days would be fascinating. I mean, you talk about, you know, the in-state guys that they can make moves with. Uh, there's a couple out-of-state guys, obviously Mac Markway, four-star yeah. tight end, legacy recruit, is taking that two-day unofficial visit to Iowa um, in April. And I know LSU is a big contender there. I know Miami, Florida is up there as well. Um, and I believe Ohio State is getting a visit too. And Zach Wartworth, another, you know, St. Louis tight end that I was really high on. There's there's options on the table. And there's a lot of guys that Iowa seems to be in a really good spot with. But, you know, you kind of just got to see where, where things fall and, you know, kind of, you know, expect the unexpected because that kind of seemed to be what happened with Moda. Yeah, no doubt. And I'll say this too. I think, you know, it's interesting when you look at this 2023 class, I mean, Xavier Wampa is still recruiting. I mean, you know, every time yeah. I was landing a commit in 2023, he's, he's mentioned something. You look at Moda's Instagram comments, Caden Proctor is commenting, Moda's already trying to re-recruit him. And it's interesting when you see those, you know, higher grade recruits continue to recruit. And I mean, Sean, we've said this, but I think this is going to be the whole mantra for Iowa's 2023 classes. Dudes recruit dudes. And that's just what it's ending up being. Uh, right now, and we've talked about this. I think with the way it's shaping up right now, I think Iowa's class, another top 30, maybe top 25, maybe even better if they land some of their top, you know, top, top tier targets. But, you know, Iowa's doing a nice job early. Uh, I know you've got a bunch of stuff up at Hawkeye Insider, a lot more of the behind the scenes stuff with Moda. Alan True has a good analysis as well, along with we'll have some other news uh, surrounding Moda and everything else going forward. But, Sean, any other final tidbits or anything else we, you know, should hit on before we close this thing out? Uh, you know, maybe touch on Chase Brackney, the new Iowa commit yeah, from uh, yep. Cherry Creek in Colorado. Um, that was definitely an interesting, uh, you know, decision. You know, I heard some buzz that I was in a really good spot for Brackney, did not expect the decision or commitment, honestly. I just heard that he was really looking out of state and Iowa was probably at the top of the list, but I, did, I didn't expect the commitment um, that day, but I did know for sure that I was in a great spot. But yeah, that's a, that's a really good addition to Iowa's 2023 class, you know, with Maddox, Borchine Johnson, who um, is going to project as an interior guy for Iowa on the defensive line, you know, with, with Brackney, you could either put him on the outside or on the edge, but um, you know, with those Cherry Creek guys, I know they push, I know they kind of push their players to enroll early. I know there were a number of them. Obviously Alex Padilla was an early enrollee. There were a couple others that ended up being early enrollees at their schools. Um, in the past. So I think Brackney, that could be definitely an option for him. But, you know, he kind of just seems like your classic high floor take. And, you know, when you have offers from USC, Cal, I know, you know, those programs hadn't been as relevant as maybe, you know, they were in the past. But, you know, those are still some pretty good, pretty good, solid Pac-12 offers yeah. that you get. And, you know, if Brackney would have waited, maybe he would have gotten more. But, you know, and I, I always think when Iowa gets a defensive lineman that early in a class, I always think to myself, there's a reason why they got him early. One, because Iowa is so invested in him and, you know, see something in him. And at this point, you got to just trust Calvin Bell with whatever guy he recruits. And another is like, you know, they're sold on the program. They're sold on what Iowa can do and they want to come in there and work. So I think there's a lot to like about that commitment. I think there could have been, I think Wisconsin was showing interest at one point. Um, there were a number of other schools that were involved. So, yep. you know, it's a really good get early in the process. He, like I said before, he seems like a high floor guy, um, could easily pack on about 20 to 30 more pounds, depending on if he's an edge or interior guy. But 
you know, there's a lot to like about what he brings to the table for sure. It's worth noting too. I think this is as of last night or even this morning, Sean, he was rated in 87 by 24 seven sports, uh, high yeah. star guy. And like you said, I think he has some really good offers. It'll be interesting to see how Iowa's composite moves when, uh, the composite ranking comes in. But, you know, I think it's a good spot for, uh, I think it was a good take by Iowa. Uh, again, not a lot publicly out there about him, but I mean, you look at some of his highlight reels, I think he was second on the team in tackles this year. Uh, he was a transfer there, but again, those cherry, cherry creeks, they vary. They churn out D one caliber players. I mean, every single year, it's probably one of the best high school programs in, in, uh, in Colorado. So very good get for Iowa there as well. I, again, I think that the foundation that they've laid for this, you know, for this 2023 class, I think it's a good one. You know, I already touched on, you know, they got the linemen, they have a linebacker, but I really think it's a good thing that Iowa's now landed a wide receiver and have a quarterback. So it's kind of like it's a versatile foundation where they can basically build off of. And I think that's a very key thing uh, for them as well. But Sean, uh, you know, appreciate, you know, all the work you've done on this. Again, it was a it was a very interesting recruitment. And I mean, this is why I tell people when they ask about, you know, covering recruiting or covering this type of thing, it's look, you have to be so careful about the way you word things because things change on a day's notice. You don't want to guarantee anything because at the end of the day, Sean, he's just 16, you know, 15 to 18 year old kids that are making the biggest decision of their life. So uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at David Eichel at SBOC247 at Hawkeyes on 247. Be sure to also check out HawkeyeInsider.com. We do have our hot board for the Iowa quarterback coach, and that has been recently updated, basically by the minute as new new uh, insight comes in from from various sources. So be sure to check that out. Uh, VIP member only, uh, get a dollar again month for one dollar. But again, appreciate you guys taking the time to listen, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.